Welcome to the Hutto Community Church Podcast. HCC is located in Hutto, Texas, and is led by Pastor Russell Daniel. For more information, please check out our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Now let's join Pastor Russell for today's message. Well, guys, if uh, y'all have been with us for uh, some time, you know we've been in the book of Acts uh, for quite a while, and we have finally uh, finished with that series and are moving on. And as you saw just a second ago, we're having a short series here called Summer Slump, which I'm really excited about. Uh, be a little something different, but I think it's really uh, going to be meaningful to you guys, and I, I pray and hope that it will uh, touch your hearts tonight. So uh, before we dive in, let's go ahead and just bow for a word of prayer tonight. Father God, as we come before you, uh, we worship you. Uh, Lord, you are uh, three in one. You are the Trinitarian, almighty, awesome God, and Lord, we praise you tonight. And Father, as we come and we open your word together, it is just my prayer that your spirit would come and that you would minister to every heart that is here tonight. Father, I pray that we'd be able to put aside the distractions uh, that life brings us, uh, Lord, and that we'd just be able to solely focus on our relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you would mend hearts. Uh, Lord, that you would encourage us as we go out into the world this next week. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, life as an adult is sometimes a drag, and especially in summertime. And and let me kind of unpack that a little bit. Uh, I don't know how summers were for you when uh, you were growing up, but for me, summers were always filled with fun things, right? Like uh, we would always go on vacation, and we went to Red River, New Mexico. Anybody ever been to Red River, New Mexico before? Okay, I've got, I've got two. That's awesome. So Red River is a beautiful place in the mountains in New Mexico, and we would go there, and we would spend a week and uh, we would just camp and enjoy the mountains. And that was generally how we started summer. Uh, from there, there were things like going to grandma and grandpa's house, which uh, was awesome because they had a pool and a hot tub. And growing up, we had neither. So that was like uh, just awesome. And we'd spend time with them and they would take us to do all the fun things and go out to eat and go to the movies. And uh, again, summer was fun. And then there was a youth camp when I got older, right? And so, uh, man, that's a week free from parents. Uh, really, nobody there is going to tell me no on anything because we're all having fun and uh, be with our friends. And uh, again, it, it's just fun. It's relaxing. There's no responsibility there. And uh, so that was, that was summer for me, and I always look forward to it. And uh, even now, as an adult, I think back to the way I grew up and for 12 or 15 years and always having summer, knowing that summer was coming, kind of kept you going. Yet when you're an adult, unless you're a teacher, summer means work. And even as a pastor, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, summer's coming. Like May is almost over and I'm going to downshift and summer's going to be easy. And let me tell you, like that never happens. In fact, I think sometimes summer uh, requires more work than it does during the other times of year. There's uh, all those youth camps I went to. Yeah, somebody has to put those on. The vacation Bible school that I worked at and helped, helped with, with all my friends, somebody's got to put that on. And then there's meetings, and we're thinking about budget for uh, the fall and the plans that are coming and how we're going to get people in small groups. And it just it piles up, and, and it begins to be overwhelming at times. And perhaps that leads 
uh, me to a little bit of a summer slump, and, and I have a feeling that some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and for you, maybe it's not, not work, but maybe it's just life, right? Like life has just hit you in the face, and you've got issues that are going on, and, and it becomes too much to be able to deal with, and you hit that summer slump where you're just tired physically, you're tired emotionally, and you're tired spiritually. For some of you, it's, it's been actual physical things that have happened. Uh, I know there's been several people in our church who have had procedures this summer, and it is exhausting going through those and coming back from them and trying to build up strength. Uh, some have had babies and then had surgery. Some have gotten pregnant and are experiencing the exhaustion that comes with that. And so all of these things in our life can kind of build up and cause us to be in a summer slump. And I don't know what those things are for you. It could be that it's politics. It could be that it's COVID. It could be uh, all the things that uh, the school board is having to deal with with the rise in COVID cases. And it can be enough to drive a person insane. And even some of us have mental things going on, right? Anxiety, depression that ends up working itself out in uh, different physical forms. And it can lead us to be in a slump spiritually where we feel distant from God. We haven't heard from him in a long time. And maybe we're not sure he even cares about us. Now, the good thing is there's several people in the Bible who have been through slumps. And we're going to look at one of those today. And so I just invite you to take your Bible and turn to Mark chapter 5 tonight. Now, I want to kind of set the stage for this summer slump that we're going to talk about, except it's not really a summer slump. It was a slump of 12 years. And so let's set the stage here. Jesus has been ministering in the area of Galilee. And he's kind of going back and forth across the Sea of Galilee. And every time he lands uh, and crosses that lake, a crowd of people meet him. And this time it's no different. So he just, uh, if you guys remember the story where he frees the demon-possessed man uh, of the demon called Legion, and uh, the man who um, had just all kinds of crazy demons, and Jesus casts out the demons, and they go into a herd of pigs. It's a great story. You should read it. But Jesus has now crossed the lake again, and here is this crowd of people. And at the very front of the crowd is a very important man named Jairus. He happens to be one of the rulers in the synagogue in that area. And he has a very urgent request. And so he comes to Jesus among all the people who are there. He says, Jesus, Jesus, I, I need you. My daughter is at home on her deathbed. Please come with me now. We've got to go. You've got to heal her. I know you can do it. And so this massive group of people begins to follow Jesus. And they're on their way to Jairus' home because they're expectant that Jesus is going to do something amazing. But then we pick up with kind of a side story here. So turn with me to Mark chapter 5 and look in verse 24. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And she had heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, even if I touch his garments, I will be made well. That's some pretty great faith. 
And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples, you got to love that question, right? His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around who'd seen who had done it. And the woman, knowing what had happened, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. This is just a phenomenal story. Here, Jesus is in a crowd. And if you've ever been to a packed football stadium or baseball stadium, and and you know after the game is over and you're trying to get out, and it's just wall-to-wall people, and like you're bumping elbows with people and kind of running into people and stumbling, and you're kind of apologizing all along the way. That's what's happening here as this crowd is pressing in around Jesus. Now, this woman who'd been in a slump, a 12-year slump, she'd heard about him. She'd heard about the miracles that he'd done, how uh, people had been healed of all kinds of diseases, how demons have been cast out. And she said, maybe, maybe there's something there for me. And so she just made the decision. When Jesus came back across the sea, she said, I'm going to Jesus, but I'm not going to make a big deal about this because I've been to every doctor in the land and no one has been able to heal me. But maybe if I can just get close enough, I'm not going to stop him because he's important and he's got things to do. But if I can get close enough and I can just reach out and touch him, just maybe, just maybe, I could be healed of my disease too. And that's exactly what happens. And, and I just, I love this scene because here Jesus is busy, right? I mean, ministry is pressing in on him. And, and this is an urgent prayer request that the, the ruler of the synagogue, this important man has brought before Jesus. And he's got to go. He's got to heal this little girl so that she can live. But did you notice when the woman reached out and touched Jesus, he stopped and he looked around And he said, who touched me? And church, I just think this is so important here because Jesus isn't too busy for you. As I've sat down and talked with people throughout the years, oftentimes people somehow get in this place and think, well, you know what, man, there's a lot of things going on in Afghanistan right now. And I think Jesus has a lot to attend to. And I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, my life is okay. But, you know, I, I've got this thing and I just wish Jesus would heal it. But I, I know he's busy. He's got other people to minister to. And let me just tell you, like this is, this is the God who created time. Like literally made time. And we don't know life without time, but he does. And when you're the creator of the universe, when you're the one who actually invented time, you have all the time in the world for whoever needs your attention. So don't you dare think that Jesus doesn't have time for you. I'm telling you, he's got all the time in the world. And we see that right here, that Jesus stops. He's on the way to an important meeting, but he stops and he seeks out that woman 
who said, I need a touch of Jesus. And you might be here tonight and you need a touch of Jesus somewhere in your life. And I'm telling you, Jesus has time to minister and speak with you. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's a big deal or if it's a little deal, if it's a, if it's a mountain or if it's a molehill, Jesus has time. Don't ever think he doesn't have time for you. But also, notice that he cares about you. I mean, he cares about your every single need, and he has not forgotten you. He hasn't. And maybe you're like this woman, and you've been praying for something for a long time. It might be weeks or months or maybe even years, and you think, well, you know what? Jesus has just forgotten about me. My prayers aren't getting above the ceiling. He's not hearing what I really care about. Let me just tell you, that's a bunch of baloney. Like, he has not forgotten about you. And listen, you might be saying, well, if he really cares about me, if he hasn't forgotten about me, then why isn't he speaking to me? Why isn't he answering my prayers? And church, I just humbly tell you, I don't know. There have been times when I've prayed earnestly for things for weeks and months and even years. And for whatever reason, the Lord has not answered that. There's other times that I, I pray very flippantly for something and say, oh man, I, I don't know about this, but Lord, I just bring this before you. And I walk away from that and never think about it again, but Jesus answers it. So listen, what I'm saying is, I don't know why Jesus answers some prayers and doesn't answer others, but I know in the process of praying and seeking after those things that he does not seem to answer uh, quickly or immediately, there is a depth of relationship that is there that if you will press into that, he will come near to you and walk with you through whatever it is you're going through. And it might be something deep and it might be something traumatic that hurts you at the core of your being. But I'm telling you, Jesus wants to meet you there. He has not forgotten about you. He cares for you as you're shedding tears. He's shedding tears right alongside you. He's saying, my son, my daughter, I'm with you. I care about you. I love you. I know this is hard. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And one day I'm going to redeem all of this. Jesus has not forgotten about you. See, that woman could have been tempted to think that Jesus had forgotten about her. She'd been sick for 12 years. She'd seen every doctor in the county. She'd spent every single penny that she had. And she got worse. Sometimes in life that happens. Sometimes things get worse before they get better. But if you'll simply come before him humbly with an open heart, he will meet you in that space. And he will share with you the kind of love that no human has ever been able to communicate with you. But church, if you put the walls up in your heart, you can't let him in. And for many of us, I think sometimes we, we say we want Jesus to come in and we say we want an open heart, but the reality is we don't really want to. And so we hide behind our, our little masks and we, we have, make up excuses and reasons for why we don't believe the Bible is true, that Jesus really loves us or that he's really good. And we put up a wall so that Jesus can't come in 
and minister. And tonight, I just very humbly ask you, come out from behind the wall so that Jesus can minister to you. I mean, he's the Savior of the world. He said, I love you like this on a cross. You think you'd hold good thing, withhold good things from you? I'm telling you, no, if he would do that for you, then he will meet you in the deepest and darkest spots of your life. Don't put up the walls. He's not forgotten about you. Look at what Jesus says to the woman. Verse 34. First he says, daughter. He says, daughter. Now this woman had been suffering for a long time. She's probably older than Jesus. But he looks at her as God of the universe and says, my daughter. Our father is good. You're saved by the blood of the Lamb. You are a son. You are a daughter. You have a high standing in the kingdom. You're in the family of God. He loves you and He cares about you. And He says, Your faith has made you well. I want to come back to that in just a minute. And then the next phrase is, Go in peace. Go in peace. Shalom. Wholeness. This is the kind of peace that you don't get from being physically healed. It's the kind of peace you get when you're spiritually healed. And church, listen, I believe God wants to do miracles in your life. I believe some of you, like He's going to physically put His hand on you and heal you of something. But I believe more importantly, He wants to heal your heart, wants to heal your soul, wants you to know what that kind of peace is. Because we live in a world where, man, we're told that we can control everything. If you can control your mind, you can control your future. If you can control your thoughts, you can control your destiny. And while there is some truth to that, what we do is we take that too far and we try to hold on to everything like this and grit our way to the top. But that kind of peace that Jesus is talking about doesn't come from trying to grit our way to the top. It comes by resting in His goodness and His grace. It comes through faith in Him. And I'm not talking about a kind of saving faith, right? Because most of us in here, if not all of us, we've got the saving faith down. We've got that down pat, but we still want to hold back on our heart. And we still want to keep back part of it from Jesus. Because we've been hurt in the world. And life has beat us up for some reason. And I'm not, and sometimes very tragically, right? Like you guys have been through some hard stuff just looking around the room and knowing your stories. I know you guys have been through a lot. But Jesus wants you to just fully trust him and take a leap of faith that he's going to take care of your heart. And that when you open that door to him, that shalom kind of peace, the kind of peace that passes all understanding, then he can come in and heal the broken spots in your life. But it doesn't happen until you open the door for him. So church, I challenge you to fully trust him. Fully trust him with your heart.
with the things that you want to hold on to. Because he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. It is faith in Jesus that will heal you at the deepest level. Fully trust him. Fully trust him with your heart. Fully trust him with the things that are closest to you. For many of us, our kids are the things that we hold most dear. And the thing that we don't want to let go. Some of you have just said goodbye to kids as you've dropped them off at college and you've got worries and you've got fears and you've got anxieties about what's going to go on with them and, and what direction life will take them. And, and they're out of the cover of, of, uh, of your, your protection at this point. You got to fully trust him with your kids. Fully trust that he's going to guide them and he's going to direct their path and take care of them. And that's hard. It's hard watching grown children make mistakes that you wish uh, they just let you in. You could say, hey, just don't do that. Go this way instead. But we've got to fully trust the Lord with our kids. You've got to fully trust the Lord with your business. Now, some of you are business owners or you've got some side gigs going on and, and you're worried about, man, this little detail over here and this little detail over here. But I say just fully trust him. Take that leap of faith. Some of you've got relationship issues. Maybe it's a spouse. A spouse that you're worried about, a spouse that's uh, acting out and being a turkey. I mean, I don't know what the deal is. And you're worried about them. You're praying for them. And I would just say, man, fully trust Jesus with your spouse. Keep praying. Keep believing that they're going to come around. Don't give up on them yet. Fully trust Jesus with your spouse. Some of you um, worried about the future. I mean, if you turn on the news for five minutes, you'd be pretty worried about the future. There's chaos everywhere. COVID cases are spiking. A lot of reason to be feel fearful about life. But fully trust Jesus. Take a leap of faith. Do as this woman did. I mean, she didn't have to go out and reach Jesus, but she did. And she finally got to the point where she could open herself up fully to him to be able to trust that he had the solution for her. And she took a leap of faith and she reached out and touched him. I'd say, listen, a lot of you guys, you've got physical things going on, but probably even more of us have spiritual and inner things going on. Things that people can't see. But I'm telling you, when you'll reach out to Jesus, He knows. He knows you're reaching out in faith. And when you reach out to touch Him, He will stop whatever He's doing. Because He's not too busy. He hasn't forgotten about you. And He wants you to fully trust Him with your life. And so that's the challenge for us today. To not hold on to things, to control them. Because life is so much better when we can walk in that kind of peace that Jesus talked about. We can, when we can freely hand over everything in our life to Jesus and fully trust Him with everything that we have going on. And in that place, He will meet us. He will minister to our hearts and make us whole. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or visit our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.